Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I am John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. All right, Ryan, this is one of my favorite episodes every year. The the (laughs) year-end review. Uh, John uh, suggested that we entitled this episode... Uh, our favorite reads. That's right. And then he said we couldn't do that because Reed <laughs> is my last name. And then I said that if we did our favorite reads, R E E D, that I don't think I would make John's top three. You would not, definitely. <laughs> definitely, you would not. That would be number one, Knox. Yeah. Uh-huh. Number two, Lottie. Yeah. And I guess Jordan can yeah, go. Okay, there you go. So I thought you'd forgotten her name. <laughs> no, first. I have not forgotten her. She wouldn't her know. Name. She'd listen. Oh, uh, that's uh, all right. Well, we are going to do a few things. First off, before we get to our favorite books of the year, uh, we came on here early on last year, one of our first episodes, talking about our goals for this year. And so my question for you, John, is have you met your personal goals this year? I, I, have not met my re- I have not met my reading goal. That, well, that was, you know, I had a reading goal of 30, and I have not met it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end up being at like 25, which is... Not bad. It's not bad, but it's half of what I read last year. Yeah, uh-huh. But I just had some other things going on this year, kind of cut into my reading, yeah, my reading that. time. But uh, I read a lot of good books this year, mm-hmm. and that's uh, so when I started thinking about uh, these things of uh, you know the top three basically is what I was looking for. Right. And uh, I I came up with three, mm-hmm. and then I put one honorable mention, and then I came up with two other honorable mentions. Yeah, that's so, great. That's so great. I got six. That's uh, great. But did you meet yours, or will you meet it? You I probably not, have not uh, yet. I haven't met mine yet. I don't think I will. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd said I'd said on the podcast that I was not going to to really focus on a uh, how many books it would be more right, than right, the right. quantity of books that I would read. But I said on Goodreads a uh, goal of one twenty, and yeah. I'm short. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm short a little bit right now. So I, I might make it up, but really, I it's just been a lot of slow reading. The, and yeah. I got you know what, ten days left. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I've got a stack of books uh, that I want to read already, and um, and I may just set my goal for the books that I already have bought mm-hmm. for yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just try to get through the books I've already I bought. But I'll keep that. buying books. I'm sure. Well, so. I will say in in that podcast, I mentioned that there were two things that I wanted to do. One, oh, yeah. I, I don't to, remember that podcast. We should have listened to it before. <laughs> we probably uh, should got the popcorn out. Of course, they don't remember it either. That's so right. it doesn't matter. That's right. Uh, but I mentioned in there that I wanted to read uh, more Shakespeare. Yeah, I, I did do that. remember that. I, yeah, I, I've yeah. read the King's I didn't finish, English. Yeah, I didn't finish all of uh, of Shakespeare's plays, but I think I got through half of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have finished all of them, but I had some doctoral work and everything else yeah. that got in the way, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then I mentioned that I wanted to to write more, and I did that this year. Did you? And so I was, you know, I, I've I've done I've I've gotten really close to my goals if I hadn't met go. them. So that's good. That's good. All right. That's How it. do you want to do this? You want to do like uh, one a piece? Yeah, we'll do go through uh, it that one way. One piece that way. That'll work. <clears throat> do you have a fiction book? I do. I have two. All right. Let's start there. Go with your fiction first fiction book. All right. Well, I'll say the. So I. Okay. Yeah. I don't know which one's better, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I'll just begin with I read uh, Flannery O'Connor's The Violent Barrett Away. Okay. And um, it's fantastic. She only completed completed two novels. Mm-hmm. She had a third one that. Um, she didn't completely finish. Yeah. But The Violent Barrett Away was her second novel. Uh, it's just a fantastic story. Uh, O'Connor was a Catholic and uh, really used her writing to uh, express gospel themes in uh, a darker way. Um, but she said, you know, when you're talking to someone who's deaf, you got to scream. <laughs> and so uh, this this novel does. It screams. Uh, and, yeah. and it's one of those that will stick with you afterwards. Yeah. Good. Uh, you want me to do yeah. my fiction book? Go ahead. 
So believe it or not, my fiction book uh, made my list last year, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it did. Maybe I it didn't, so. I but it did. I th- think it did. And uh, this year, toward the end of the year, I was looking for something fiction to read, and I looked on my shelf, and I thought, I'm going to pick that up again and read it again, read it over. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to make my list two years in a row. There you go. And that is uh, Gilead by Marilyn Robinson, mm-hmm. and uh, which Ryan has also read. Um, it is a, um, would you call it a fiction memoir? I don't yeah. really know what yeah, you what I you would call it. it. Is yeah. that good? So uh, it's a pastor who is writing it to his son, mm-hmm. and uh, and it is it is. Uh, I was telling Ryan one of, Ryan one of the things that that bothers me is, is that there's no chapter break. Yeah. So because uh-huh. because it is kind of like a journal right. that he's writing. But uh, so you can't say I'll just read to the next chapter. Right. So David Eldridge, which is a friend of ours, he says about this book. He says it's it's a very pastoral book, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that's a great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's very pastoral, and we begin reading. It, you 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 will see the pastoral uh, mm. sense of that. So that's yeah. my favorite. And I would fiction. say I don't, I don't know I don't I don't think David listens to our podcast. He may, who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know if, if any of our listeners know David. You need to follow him on Goodreads. Yeah, and any yeah. book that he gives five stars, right? You yeah. should pick up and read. That's right. Uh, and in fact, for the first time ever, I picked up a book I had to read for school. I put it in my Goodreads, and I saw that he only gave it three stars, and I thought, dang, uh. I'm going to hate this book. Uh, and I ended up liking it. I, I gave yeah, it four stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, But anyway, that's that's, good. Uh, that's okay. a good book, and I, I think a, a fantastic one for pastors to read for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. It is. Go ahead. So my second one that I'm going to do, um, and these are in no particular order. I can't yeah, write Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, I'll say my second one is The Haunted Bookshop by Christopher Morley. Which is and, also a fiction. Which is also a fiction. Uh, Christopher Morley, he is he's my new favorite author. Discovered mm-hmm. him this year. He's a novelist from the 19th century. Um, I read several of his books this year. Uh, the Haunted Bookshop, uh, Parnassus on Wheels, and then he has a, a seri- several series of just chapter writings, uh, anywhere from short stories to um, just anything yeah uh and it was called shandy gaff and i read it this year and he's just he's a delightful writer um his stories are great uh, he makes you feel comfortable and he's one of those good i'm gonna light the fire i'm gonna sit back and i'm gonna read yeah. uh and so haunted bookshop it's one that i would recommend good deal well that's the only fiction book i put on there so my second book though is one that came out this year it came out just a few months ago actually and it's from one of my favorite sociologists i guess is what you would call him and that is Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Malcolm Gladwell. So if you haven't read David and Goliath, which is an interesting take on the scripture, mm-hmm. David and Goliath, as well as some other sociological ideas. Uh, if you haven't read Blink, mm-hmm. that's a great book by Dave, by Malcolm Gladwell. Talking to Strangers is really, really good. Yeah. So it's about talking to strangers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, I would say read it. I don't know if you don't know Malcolm Gladwell, he's a storyteller. Yeah, he is. So he, he goes to news stories mm-hmm. and he tells them in a way from a different lens probably than you've ever looked at right. them before. And so uh, I love Malcolm Gladwell. Revisionist History mm-hmm. is his podcast. Yeah. It yeah. is it is tremendous as well, in my opinion. Uh, so my second book is Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I would say for Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, there are many times that I listen to Gladwell and I think he's wrong. Yeah, but yeah. He makes me feel smarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he just the way yeah, that yeah. he, he well, gets my even if I even if I come to a different conclusion than he yeah. does, I feel like I've thought through it better because of him. Yeah, I, I will say he's a mental police, sherpa. Yeah, police shootings. Yeah. is part of this talking to strangers, yeah, uh-huh. and absolutely, I didn't agree with all of his conclusions. Yeah. 
But thinking through them the way he did is really, really important, yeah, I think. So. Absolutely. And if you're not going to listen to the Imperfect Church podcast, then you ought to at least listen to Revision. Re- it's good. It's good. It's, it's good yep. stuff. But All you right. ought to just do them both. Yeah, so, sure. Which will lead me to my third book that I'm going to mention, and it's a little short book called Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. Do the Work. It's a short little book, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's a 2011 nonfiction book. Uh, it is uh, a follow-up to his work, the art, the war, the war of art, which I have not read. Uh, but in it, he presents his theory of how to finish work, mm-hmm. whether that be a novel, whether that be uh, a goal that you have. It's a yeah. short book. Uh, he uses a little bit of language in there, but it's a it's just a fun, quick read. That it's it's like almost like listening to a uh, a halftime speech by a coach. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, Whatever you're working on, whether it be a dissertation, whether it be a paper in college, whatever it is, he gives you a good way of finishing that work and yeah, yeah. doing it well. Yeah, so that's good. It. And that's a lot of us. We uh, we get started on things. We don't know how to finish them. Yep. Resistance so. is the enemy, and he <clears throat> says you must not be kind to your enemy. There you go. And and, and a couple colorful words. <laughs> so. uh, my third book is uh, should be of no surprise to everybody because I've talked about it several times the last couple of months on here, and that is Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. Yep. So I thought that was it. Again, it's a small book. It's one of those that you can read in no time. Uh, but it will change the way you consider praying. And um, if you're stuck in prayer uh, or struggling with how it is that we ought to pray, man, you definitely need to pick up Praying the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a good little book. That is good. Um, and then I would say my next book, it's kind of a cheat, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm going to throw four in one. The first Henry ad. So that's Shakespeare's Richard II, Henry IV, Part One, Henry IV, Part Two, Henry V. Good Night Alive, those four plays are fantastic. Richard II is uh, probably one of Shakespeare's most underrated plays, uh, and you can't tell me you won't want to run through a brick wall when you read Henry V saying Once More Over the Breach. It's fantastic. I, I cannot imagine that anybody listening to this will. St. Crispin's Day speech, <laughs> just YouTube it. YouTube, St. Crispin's Day speech. It's the We Few, We Band of Brothers. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And uh, I love the first Henriette. I love uh, the second Henriette as well. Uh, but the first one, to me, it just there's something about that relationship with Hal becoming King Henry the Fourth and or King Henry the Fifth, and uh, his exploits. It's uh, extremely fun. I bet it is. It is, John. I bet you should it's do just it. a barrel of fun. It really is. You're missing out. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, I, I named my next three honorable mentions. Okay. So I don't know if that was your first honorable mention. I, like I said, no no particular. No, okay. All right. So these are my honorable mentions. Uh, the Way of the Dragon and The Way of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that was this yes, year? Yes, yes. And, <clears> and I wanted to put it on there, but it's fantastic. So, so The Way of the Dragon and The Way of the Lamb is by Goggin and Strobel. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his last so, name. Yeah. Uh, and basically, it is a leadership book, I would say, and a uh, and, and a, a method of leadership, a mm-hmm. method of the pursuit of significance. Yeah. Is that okay to say mm-hmm. it that way? Yeah, I think so. Uh, are you going to pursue uh, the way of the dragon, which is uh, which is popularity power, and yeah. yeah that sort of thing? Or are you going to pursue the way of the lamb, which is self sacrifice and humility and that sort? That yeah, sort and of it's very you. much what what uh, you know what. Shakespeare is wrestling with with Henry the Second. Oh my God! Are you grasping power or is it being thrust upon you? Uh, uh, it yeah. is not. It's like the same that thing. In fact, you should read them back to back. <laughs> no, but I think that's a that's a great book and one that uh, will sit with you and challenge you. 
Uh, and there was that frustration, especially I would say for us in our context as pastors, um, are we grasping power and influence? And how does that look? Do it? Does our social, me- social media scream that we're grasping power and influence? Are we trying to find that next step up, right. uh, whether it be in convention work or whether it be in finding that next church or whether it be in our own in our own pastoral circles? Are sure. We, and that's it's such a challenge for those who are ambitious. Yeah, that's you know? right. Ambition yeah. isn't yeah. wrong, but yeah. Um, the lamb's way of ambition is to crucify yourself. Yeah, it's not posturing yourself. That's right. It's not posturing. So that's a that's a struggle. But I think one book that every pastor should read. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, we we I actually when I bought the book because it was part of our book club. Yeah, I had no idea what it was about. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, it's kind of. I think I picked it. I was kind of you know concerned about it because of the title, but uh, but it is a really really yeah. good book. That is so. Good. All right, Indeed. next. So my next one is Evangelical Responsibility in Contemporary Theology by Carl F. H. Henry. It's a shorter one of his. Uh, but it is as, just as powerful. Um, I, I, I think Henry is one of those figures that uh, we're seeing uh, resurrection in Henry's scholarship, but it's not coming quick enough. Um, he really, in this book, he talks about uh, the, the responsibility that evangelicals have in theology. He looks at the failure of, of modernists, uh, the failure of fundamentalism, and where evangelicals now must step up and present this uh, this. Um, this theology that is rooted in divine revelation yeah. to the masses because it is their only salvation. It's a fantastic book. Good deal. Maybe tough to find, but it's a good one. Um, my next two are not religious books, but uh, but they uh, one of them is a leadership book called. I'm just going to do my last two, then we'll give you your last ones, and then we'll be done because okay. it's almost time. Um, my next one is called Canoeing the Mountains. We've talked about yeah, this one uh-huh. before. It's about adaptive leadership. Mm-hmm. It's a leadership book. Uh, it is a great book on uh, how to lead inside of change. And, of course, all of us as pastors, we are facing change. Churches are changing. And so Canoeing the Mountains is a great, uh, I thought, it was a great uh, insight into that. My last one is Hillbilly Elegy mm-hmm. by J.D. Yeah. Vance. Yeah. Uh, I thought, uh, my wife and I actually, we were just talking about this. We were talking about poverty and the issue of poverty and how uh, if you're not impoverished, you don't really understand the mindset of poverty and how this book really helps you see uh, the mindset of poverty. So yeah. uh, Hillbilly Elegy, is, uh, it, it's a very good, very good as well, especially those of us that pastor in the South, I think. Yeah, that's good. Um, then uh, I would say my last one is from Anselm, and it was his Three Philosophical Dialogues. Uh, it's, it's heady. It's deep. Uh, when most people, when they deal with Anselm, they, they deal with his... Uh, his uh, monologian and his prosologian, if I'm saying those right, yeah, I could be wrong. I have no idea what you're talking um, about. But he has, uh, he has these three philosophical dialogues on truth, on freedom of choice, and on the fall of the devil. Uh, and they are all three relatively short question-and-answer <laughs> format, but in it uh, Anselm really uh, wrestles with uh, what does it mean to have um, freedom? What does that look like? And uh, one of, I think the best insight from it from, from that I got from it is this idea that uh, having free will does not mean having the ability to sin or not to sin mm. uh, because uh, God is considered to have free will and yet God cannot sin. And so free will must be, uh, for Anselm, the ability to maintain your moral perfection. And he, uh, he states this, uh, that this is ultimately what God gives us in Christ, that one day we will be able to maintain our moral perfection, that we won't fall because Christ will have made us perfect yeah. and will have removed the power and the presence of sin from us. Uh, anyway, it's a fantastic read. It's, it's heady. You need to read through it with a pen and paper. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's good. 
Good deal. Well, that's uh, that's our best reads. Pick up one of those and uh, read it this yeah, year. Yeah, and I'll also say about that Anselm. In there, he says that the willing uh, will wills itself willingly, and that's a fun statement to say. So. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, the willing will wills itself willingly. There you go. Good deal. Yep. Yeah. Well, will yourself to read this that's uh, right. year. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you, uh, and we uh, hope to see you in the new year. Uh, until then, keep loving your imperfect church, and remember one day she will be perfected in glory.